This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army wants to know exactly what role advanced manufacturing might play in its future logistics chain. To help find out, experts are disassembling an entire Black Hawk helicopter and taking 3D images of every single nut and bolt. But building a digital model of an existing helicopter will have a wide array of other implications, too. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. For brand new weapon systems, the Army says the defense industry is delivering digital models at the same time it delivers actual military hardware. But those precise 3D representations don't exist for older systems like the Blackhawk, so they have to be created from scratch. The teardown is happening right now at Wichita State University in partnership with the aircraft's original manufacturer, Sikorsky. Major General Todd Royer, commanding general of Army Aviation and Missile Command, says the Army expects the models to be ready within the next couple months and include an estimated 20,000 separate parts. And so we'll take a look at it and evaluate every one. Not everyone is not necessarily optimized for advanced or additive manufacturing because maybe certain other things have to be done to that part. Uh, But there's a process that we'll go through what's needed. Uh, Is it possible? Do we have the current technology available to do it? Do we have a way to test it that's approved? And and that's kind of where we'll go through. So our intent is to, you know, literally go through all of our parts. And obviously, we're going to be starting with the UH-60 Lima ones because those are the ones we'll have the 3D files for. But Royer says as big as the project is, simply scanning the parts into a digital environment is a fairly straightforward process. The bigger task is going to be determining which parts are indeed amenable to advanced manufacturing techniques and whether they can withstand the rigors of combat flights. It's relatively easy once you have a 3D model to print something, but to ensure that it meets the standards, the qualification standards, that's hard. Uh, then you have to, you know, take any considerations of what the metal was made of, for example, uh, you know, what alloy was used, what are the tolerances that are available on it, was that metal heat treated, was it shot peen, is there a coating on it, uh, so those kind of things, uh, but, but that's still all pretty, you know, relatively mechanical. You can come to those conclusions. The hard part is taking that 3D model, once we have it, and even if the 3D model is good, then qualifying the part. So if I put it into uh, 3D printer X, right, uh, does that 3D printer have the right tolerances? Is it repeatable every single time to get it within those tolerances? How do we test against that? How do we make sure that, you know, all those things uh, happen? And we do so not only to meet, you know, the Army's requirements, but in my case, uh, you know, through like FAA requirements as well. Other Army communities are undertaking similar reviews to see how advanced manufacturing could fulfill their needs for spare parts. Major General Mitchell Kilgo, Commanding General of Communications Electronics Command, says his team has evaluated about a third of the items in its inventory of 98,000 parts. So far, 237 of them appear to be candidates for advanced manufacturing. And when I highlight candidates, I'm really talking about... Uh, Major items that helps us get beyond long lead uh, parts, um, obsolescence, uh, and things of those sorts. Of course, like most, we can manufacture uh, small tubes for night division devices and things of that sort, but we're really focused on uh, things that cause us problems in the fleet. The Army's Tank and Automotive Command has only qualified one part for advanced manufacturing so far, but Brigadier General Darren Werner, the commander, says TACOM did use advanced manufacturing capabilities to help produce cotton swabs and other items needed for the national response to COVID-19. He says the command is in the process of identifying other candidate parts, though. Our team uh, looks at across the our requirements, and we identify those parts that are long lead time. That takes takes the 
OEMs a significant amount of time to deliver those parts. We look at those uh, as candidates. We look at parts that are unnecessarily expensive because of competition. You know that in some cases uh, the parts, the prices are uh, because there's such a low demand for them. OEMs don't produce a lot of them, so the prices go up. There's also because of obsolescence. There's parts out there that just are not being. They're just not available any longer. Uh, so we have to go to manufacturers and they have to. Uh, gear up their traditional manufacturing techniques to produce those parts for us. We actually uh, are looking for those parts so that we can uh, prioritize top of our list for going through the critical path and qualifying. Then, of course, there's the advanced manufacturing use case the military's been pursuing for years, producing parts at the point of need instead of having to wait for replacements to move across long and sometimes dangerous logistics chains. So when we look at parts that potentially could be just remanufactured or improved or repaired uh, forward uh, using our MWMSS, which is a mobile uh, welding and shop set that has a five-axle cutter as well as a polymer printer inside the container that can be forward deployed. We're looking at methods that we can integrate uh, the repair of parts as well. But even for parts that can't yet be reliably produced via additive manufacturing or other advanced techniques, simply having digital models of them is useful for plenty of other reasons. For example, those models can be helpful for predictive maintenance, since they could let the Army perform computer simulations to help determine when a part is most likely to need replacement. Again, Major General Todd Royer. And so when we start talking about maybe making a slight modification or a change to it, uh, maybe to design of something to, to make it better lighter, you know, whatever the case may be, absolutely. Uh, And our industry partners are all over that. Uh, But it also has other capabilities as well. So training, for example, if you have a 3D model, uh, most of uh, the folks that we are talking to uh, have incorporated that 3D model into a training uh, aspect that if I'm a soldier and I need to disassemble a portion of a weapon system, you know, aviation missile, whatever, them, okay, let's put the goggles on. Uh, they can literally practice taking it apart in 3D simulation with a set of goggles on before they actually ever have to do it. So they can review the procedure, make sure they have everything to do it. They get to practice it before they actually put hands on. Will be another example. But the Army also realizes that once it does have high fidelity 3D models of every nook and cranny of a major weapon system, those data sets are going to become extremely attractive cyber espionage targets for foreign adversaries. Kilgo says that data will need extra protection. It's critical that we treat this data maybe more uniquely than than some uh, typical data, but we leverage the network capabilities, uh, data at rest, uh, layered uh, defenses, uh, and and probably to some extent some of this data for a more critical platform should be stored offline. The data we control, I feel fairly confident about our ability to secure that. Uh, where I get concerned is where we have not prime OEMs, but second, third party uh, tier vendors that potentially have uh, data as they're producing parts, and that data not necessarily being uh, protected. And I know there's a whole of government approach to kind of get after that, that challenge, and Cybercom leads that effort, but this data has to be not treated as just simple or unclassified data. We have to treat it as sensitive data. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Looking for holiday gifts for less? Come to Ross and say yeah to making your dollar stretch on name brand toys, clothes, and gifts. Get the gift of savings this holiday from Ross. Yes for less.
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.